Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on the iTunes feed, never missing one single episode, and going back and listening to all the episodes. I thank you, everybody, whether it's your first or 83rd time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my name is Joey. I'm a working class schlub who hates his job. I'm just going to put that one right out there, right off the bat. Oh, as us podcasters go, woe is us if we could all make a living doing this. I guess everybody would be doing it, right? But, man, it would be really nice because, uh, I'm glad I've never actually said where I work on uh, on the show here. I don't think I have. But regardless, I'm starting off the show with a rant today. Please bear with me. We're going to get to the music, I promise. I'm going to go on a rant. We're going to get into some positivity right after that. Uh, you're going to really like this theme this week. I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing it. So uh, hang in there with me, guys. I, I just got done probably with the worst possible professional day that anybody could have being gamefully employed. My uh, empathy and sympathy to anybody out there that doesn't have a gig right now and are struggling. Uh, It sucks to also be struggling even with a job. I get paid jack. Uh, I work for a company that I I, I don't know what they're thinking really uh, in a lot of ways. And it's just, uh, I work at a place that's understaffed and can't possibly deal with any kind of demand of, of what goes on. And I just, I, I know that I'm talking, uh, I'm not going into detail, but I am. Uh, I, I was hoping this was going to be the funny part of the show where I just go off on a tear. But basically, like, if, if people out there, um, to to the general public, let's say there's some people out there that actually have really nice jobs, you know, office jobs and, and cool entertainment gigs, maybe. Uh, when you go into a place of retail, uh, don't make jokes in front of the retail people about how busy they are, if they are. Or, you know, even if they're not busy, you don't try to be funny by saying, oh, you guys are really busy, huh? Whether they're busy or not. Either way, it's not funny. It's just not. So we we all want you to die when you say that. Uh, I don't think anybody that's listening to this show is that freaking dumb. So, uh, you know, maybe I'm just I'm just talking out of my ass right now. So uh, just things like that. Just just don't be Mr. Obvious Day on Camp Stupid. OK, because I, I really don't people like that. I don't want them to make it home. I, I really don't. But that's the mood I'm in today. So what I did, I got home. Uh, I, I, I took a bath. I did, uh, I did my chores because, it, you know, that, that stuff actually centers me, believe it or not. And uh, so you're getting actually good mood, Joey, compared to what it was about an hour ago. I would have been an absolute dick on this show. So it's, it's, it's you listeners out there, you friends of the show. That, uh, that keep me going on a professional tip, at least, because I do consider this, I, I, it's fun for me, but I, I work at it, and I want it to succeed to the point where I could do this every day. That would be nice. 
yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to happen, but, you know, maybe maybe a miracle will happen. Uh, for you rich people out there listening, uh, you know, I'll be your sponsor, whatever you want. You know, Noah's Arcade presents Wayne's World. You know, I'm I'm willing to do that. I'll sign what whatever. Just let me, uh, you know, keep the, uh, what do you call it, creative uh, aspect. You know, I don't need a producer. I don't need a, a co-host. I just uh, I just need money. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get into some positivity here. Uh, let's play the first song of the show here, and then I'll do some more thank yous uh, to people that deserve it, people that have actually been interacting with me online about the show. I really appreciate all you guys. Uh, but uh, stay tuned. Today's show, uh, it's a theme that I've been wanting to do for a while. I'm not in, I'm not inventing the wheel here as far as this subject goes. There's been a few podcasts out there that have tackled this we all have our own list so i realize it's not a completely original idea but this is my version of it so i'm doing it tonight and on part two which is going to drop i'm going to let this one breathe for a couple of days and then i'm going to put the next one out so there's going to be a part two here of the same theme that's what we're doing this week here on rock strikes 10 uh, it's going to be songs that, that i believe have actually been overshadowed by cover versions of these songs. So, whether it charted better or I think is higher in the public conscience, basically the, the covers got more famous than the original. Uh, so let's just start off here. Here's one right off the bat, going all the way back to 1965. A band called The Strange Loves, which was actually a songwriting team uh, of, of a few guys. I think it's like uh, Burt Burns, Bob Feldman, Jerry Goldstein, and Richard uh, Goddard. I had to look that one up because I could remember some of them, not all of them. Those guys could write a tune. They wrote uh, My Boyfriend's Back by the Angels, and uh, this is actually their band, even though they claimed it wasn't. They claimed that they were, uh, what was it, uh, Australian sheep herders. So, yeah. Uh, I love the old days of rock and roll. There's some weird stuff out there if you dig deep. But uh, this band, The Strange Loves, they put out a song out in 1965 called I Want Candy, yes, which uh, most of you, I would say most of you, and this was including me up until a few years ago, uh, thought that that was a song uh, originally done by Bow Wow Wow, but as a matter of fact, their version was a cover back in the early 80s, uh, thanks to Bow Wow Wow, Michael McLaren, and people like that that had their hands in uh, doing stuff like this. Uh, but this is a cool version, you know, straight up uh, poppy Slightly garage because of the production, but uh, this is fun. If you haven't heard it yet, and it keeps that same original Bo Diddley beat that uh, the cover version was so famous for as well. So here you go, kicking off the show here tonight. This is The Strange Loves with the original version of I Want Candy.
right, there you go. Kicking off the show here tonight. That was The Strange Loves with I Want Candy back in 1965. Uh, I got that off of the Nuggets box set that Rhino put out. And, and if you're any kind of musicologist and you don't have the Nuggets box set, uh, I'll just say the original because there's a couple of sequels out there too. But the original, you got to have that thing. Go get it. By God. What's wrong with you if you don't have that? It's the best 60s garage rock all in one great box set. There's my I haven't done a Rhino shill in a while, so there you go. Some Rhino Records action for you. Uh, moving on here, the next song I'm going to play here is a song that I thought I knew who did the original of this for years. And then I literally just found out a couple of weeks ago when I was putting the show together. I was actually going to play a cover version of it, and I was like, no, that's not the original. I had to go all the way back to 1960. Now, this is a song called Love Hurts. Uh, I know most of you out there, I'm going to say this every time, including me, up up until very recently, thought that this was a Nazareth song back in 1975. They had the biggest hit with it, for sure, at least in the States. Apparently, Jim Capaldi of Traffic had the most successful European version uh, of, of covering it. Uh, it's been covered by Cher twice. Rod Stewart covered it. Uh, it's It's been around the block and back around again, especially if Rod Stewart did it. <laughs> anyway, but this was a song written by uh, a team of the, uh, called the Bryant Brothers, Felice and Boudelot, which is a nice uh, Creole name there, I guess. Uh, back in 1960, I thought this was a Roy Orbison song. Uh, for years, I actually thought it was Roy Orbison because I had on a Roy Orbison best of. And so I was like, oh, yeah, you know who originally... I've been telling people for years, oh, you know who originally did that was Roy Orbison. Yeah. Yeah, I'm smart. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say that Graham Parsons has also recorded this thing. Uh, but it, that all being said, not even a Roy Orbison original. It was, you know, this is a great song, and it was actually put out as a B-side uh, for Roy Orbison's Running Scared. So I'm surprised he didn't make that its own A-side, but... You have to go all the way back to July 1960, uh, a very early, massively influential rock and roll band that, that definitely crossed over uh, country and rock and roll. The band called the Everly Brothers. I'm sure all of you know who the Everly Brothers are. Even if you don't know the name, you know the songs. Go look them up. So here you go. This is the OG original version of Love Hurts by the Everly Brothers. You're going to be surprised by this one, so check it out. Love hurts. Love scars. Love wounds. And marks.
Okay, so now I mentioned that Roy Orbison did this song a couple of years later. Isn't it weird that, uh, and by the way, I bet you probably didn't expect that song to swing the way it was going to. Yeah, it actually is an up-tempo number back uh, on the original version. But yeah, I bet you didn't see that coming. Uh, that's the that's like the same drum line uh, from Oh Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison. I swear they just took that track and used it for Pretty Woman also. That's what I think, at least. But uh, how cool was that? There you go. That was Love Hurts by the Everly Brothers. All the way back. Way, 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 way back to 1960. Uh, Everly Brothers is one of those bands, when you go look them up, if you're going to go download them or even buy the CDs, which you should be doing. Uh, yeah, everything legally. That that That's how I roll. Uh, yeah, let's be, I'm going to be preachy for a second here. I, I legit buy all my stuff. So, yeah, I, and that, maybe that's why I'm in the hole. But, uh, uh, yeah, when you when you go to purchase these things, uh, especially a band like the Everly Brothers, like I said, make sure you're getting the original versions. There's so many bad re-recordings out there. So, you know, do your homework and just use your ear. I mean, you can tell, most people can tell, you know, what's new stereo recordings and original mono. So, all right, all that being said, moving on here. We're going to go way back. This might be the oldest song I've ever played on the show. This might be the earliest performance ever uh, in the history of Rock Strikes 10. Maybe you have to go back to, yeah, not even uh, when I did the uh, some of the Black History stuff. I don't think I went back this far. I should have played this song right off the bat. And I guess I didn't. So I'm pretty sure I didn't. So let's just say I'm wrong. I should have played this. But regardless, I'm going to play it on this episode. And this is the first known version that was recorded of a particular song called Baby Please Don't Go. Now, that song, Baby Please Don't Go, has been covered probably no less than about 30,000 times professionally. Uh, If you go and do some research on the song, apparently it traces all the way back to like the 19th century slavery song. So this is practically a standard. But the guy who got the songwriting credit that adapted the version that we all know today, that's been covered by numerous people, ACDC, my favorite version, uh, Aerosmith, Amboy Dukes, Van Morrison and Them, uh, MC5, The Doors, Budgie, Tom Petty, Pride and Glory, Mellencamp, Alvin Lee, you get the point. Gary Glitter even did a version. Paul Butterfield did a version. Now I'm just cheating at this point looking on Wikipedia. Let's see who else is on here. I'm scrolling down here. Uh, Bob Dylan, well, of course. <laughs> uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. There you go. Uh, Al Cooper. Uh, what else? Bill Wyman? Beausoleil? Yeah, I know Beausoleil. I'm a Louisiana boy. UK subs. Uh, those are basically the highlights. All right. But uh, there, there's, like I said, there's, there's another 27,000 versions out there of it. But uh, the guy that gets the original credit is a fellow by the name of Joe Williams. Yeah. Big Joe. So, I guess back, uh, he must have heard back then that uh, people gave money if you went and sang in a can, and that's what he did. So here you go. This is Big Joe Williams from 1935 with 
Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go back to your leaves and get your cold ice cream. Turn your lamp down low. talking about cold ice cream. <laughs> I popped for that one. But anyway, there you go. That was Big Joe Williams with Baby Please Don't Go, the first known recorded version of that particular arrangement of the song. Uh, yeah, I, I got that. Uh, just I'm, I'm so glad that I actually had it. It's one of those ones I didn't even realize I had it, and I found a great comp that I just you know burned onto my library years ago. Didn't even realize I had it, but now I've been listening to it and it's great it ties in really good with uh, some of the stones records i've been listening to it was on a collection one of those freebies like from the european music magazines like classic rock and mojo and all that stuff so i'm not sure which one it came from but it was on a compilation uh, about the roots of the rolling stones called the devil's jukebox that's what i got it on so uh that that that's what i got for you there that's that's how i found it uh you know yeah maybe you'll find it on 78 if you get lucky right because it exists. It's out there somewhere. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that. And uh, like I said, uh, Aerosmith did a pretty damn good version of it too on their Honkin' on Bobo record. And uh, here's another song that Aerosmith definitely 
made way more famous than the original version. You know, I could do a whole show on the original versions of songs that Aerosmith have covered, and I, I actually might do that someday, which will give me a great excuse to play this song twice, because I love it that much. Uh, this is a song that was credited off of their Toys in the Attic album, you know, their their big uh, watershed record for sure, that and Rocks, of course. So this is a song written by a, a fellow by the name of Fred Weissmantle. I don't know if that's the uh, legal name of the guy who sings it, but uh, if if it is and he changed it to this, what a great idea. Good call, my friend. Uh, here is the original version of Big 10-inch Record by Bull Moose Jackson. Hope you like this. Check it out. Got me the strangest woman. Believe me, this chick's no cinch. But I really get her going When I take out my big 10-inch Record of the band that plays the blues The band that plays the blues She just loves my big 10-inch Record of her favorite blues I gave her a little pinch But she said now stop that jiving And get out that big 10-inch Record of the band that played the blues Well, the band that played the blues She just loves my big 10-inch Record of her favorite blues I cover her with kisses When we're in a love with clinch And when she gets all excited she begs for my big 10-inch record of the band that plays the blues. Well, the band that plays the blues. She just loves that big 10-inch record of her favorite blues. Smoking and liquor just makes her flinch. Seems she just goes for nothing except my big 10 inch record of the band that plays the blues. Well, the band that plays the blues. She just loves my big 10 inch record of her favorite blues. All right, there you go. That was. Bull Moose Jackson with the original version of Big Ten Inch Record. And, uh, you know, to me, does it, doesn't it just sound just a little bit more believable now? Uh, that That's really all i got to say about that without going into detail. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, what a great, what a powerful vocal that is. Anyway, like I said, it's just a little more believable, I think. I think I've, I've come to love the original version better than the Aerosmith version, as great as the uh, cover version is. So before I play the next song here, now's as good of a time as any to thank some people. Appreciate you interacting with me out there, on mostly on the Facebook, some Twitter stuff, too. I uh, want to thank Mike Cranston for being the only guy that posted uh, on Freedom of Choice Day, where I said, post any video clips you want, and he actually posted, too. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody was out on the 4th of July, but uh, I appreciate you being the only one. 
I don't appreciate that you were the only one posting. You, you know what I'm trying to say. Thank you very much, Mike. And uh, also uh, the great Robert Coulter, who's been posting some great stuff here on the Facebook as well. He actually said he bought the ZZ Top box set based on my side-by-side -side comparison. So well, thanks, Robert. I really appreciate that. I think he said he bought the uh, the garbage because of the night cover, too, uh, because of uh, the show. So thanks, Robert. That really means a lot. That you know, that, that, that's why I do this show. I, I noticed a, a like from uh, a gentleman by the name of Phoenix Phil out in London. I got somebody from London listening to my show. You know, as a, as a Texas boy, I got to say, you, we're duly impressed with, uh, with London. You know, we're, we're probably as fascinated by it as uh, most Londoners that I've met fascinated by the South and Texas and stuff like that. So uh, we should all hang out sometime and, and have a, cross-culture thing but thank you so much because uh, apparently you subscribe to the itunes feed and i really appreciate that so thank you sir new listener i guess or let me know how long you've been listening you know keep uh keep writing on the facebook there uh you know as always the great todd cunningham uh my friend steve uh sigma joe i've seen you on there too as well uh as always the great tino fella for those emails tino you're you're the man and uh, the great Adam Arthur, day one cnjradio.com guy, uh, for sure. He's uh, None of you out there can, can outdo Adam as far as being a longtime listener, as much as I appreciate all of you. Uh, I, I never got around to thinking him. I, that post made my day when he was talking about the Dick Wagner interview. He told me that I had his permission to play Might As Well Be On Mars on every single episode of Rock Strikes 10. He would never get sick of it. I, I totally would if I thought I could get away with that. And that's how that song never gets old. So he's absolutely right on the money. So thank you, Adam. That really made my day. Another thing that made my day was actually getting a like from Casey Chaos of Amen. I recommended that people go buy the deluxe version of the We've Come for Your Parents album on iTunes because they put out this ridiculous deluxe edition. It was like like 30 songs or something, the entire session for 10 bucks on iTunes. And if you need a good album for rush hour traffic or your punching bag sessions, or your gun range sessions. I don't know what, what you do out there, or even just working out. Get that record. Amen's We've Come for Your Parents. That's one of my recommendations for the week. It's it's all the way back from like 2000 or 2001, but uh, the best mix of metal and hardcore punk I've heard in you know the last decade and change. I'm going to try to get Casey to come on the show. How about that? Let's, let me just put it out there just so I'll actually follow through with it. And uh, so let's get to another song, and I'll talk a little bit more about podcasts and all that jazz. I'm going to segue into this next song by talking about a podcast. Uh, I have to confess, uh, there's a new podcast out there, and it's got about three episodes out right now, and I haven't started listening to it yet. And I'm really sorry. I feel bad because there's so many shows I'm trying to catch up on right now. Uh, I, I kind of I go in order. I'm I'm a weirdo like that. I got to start from the bottom and work my way up. Uh, but uh, I was actually on Podkiss last year talking about the Kiss Cruise, and uh, the great Ken Mills of the Podkiss interviewed me for that. He's a super nice guy, and uh, he's always online. Go go check him out on the Podkiss page. But he started a spinoff show, kind of a spinoff show, I guess, uh, called Cheap Talk with Trick Chat. And as you can probably tell by the title, it is a podcast about Cheap Trick. How can you go wrong? So go listen to that show as well. Tell them I sent you. And uh, the other reason I'm mentioning that is because on their Facebook page, 
I, I went ahead and posted on there as as a way to just kind of, you know, talk to some cool people because I, you know, just saw a Cheap Trick a few weeks ago with Nola. We had a blast. You probably heard us talk about that in the last episode. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. I went on their Facebook page and I was like, look, there's there's two songs that Cheap Trick covered that I think they outdid the original as far as, like, people knowing about the song through had them recording it rather than the original. As much as I love some of these other, the original versions, I realized that and recognized that Cheap Trick definitely outdid them. Uh, it, and uh, one of them was the Moves, California Man, and the other one was Terry Reed, Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. So I basically put a poll up there, and I said, I'm leaving it to you guys. Which one would you rather hear? And uh, Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace won. Uh, the great Terry Reed. I am a big, massive Terry Reed fan. If you are a fan of just great classic, this is like singer-songwriter stuff, but it rocks. And if you know the story of Terry Reed, it's it's a it's a really crazy story. He's almost kind of an enigma. You know, he uh, he was the would-be singer of Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple. He turned both bands down initially, and so I guess he's kind of known as a tragic figure of rock and roll, but. Uh, just go listen to his records, man. Especially uh, the one I'm, uh, from the record I'm going to play here today and another great record of his called Seed of Memory. Uh, so this original version that Cheap Trick covered on their debut album, which is just a flawless, fantastic record. So possibly you're going to be hearing this version for the very first time. I hope you really enjoy it. This is the great Terry Reed from 1969 with the original Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace.
reason why that version appears on an album called Super Lungs. That was Terry Reed with Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. Yeah, you can definitely hear uh, that Robin Zander was definitely influenced by that version as well. And uh, there's a reason why he was the would-be Robert Plant uh, or the would-be Ian Gillen. Yeah, I mean, Terry Reed, a phenomenal, powerful singer. That guy never mailed it in on the vocals. Uh, One of my favorite singers of all time. You need to go find more of his stuff. Like I said, that's a great compilation to get that particular song off of. A compilation called Super Lungs, which is all his original early singles. Like I said, go get the Seed of Memory record for sure. That thing is amazing. So, all right. Next song here ties in very well with that last song. I mentioned that Cheap Trick had covered California Man by The Move. And I'm I'm really glad people voted for the Terry Reed track instead because I had a different move song to play that wasn't California Man. Uh, this is a song that got outdone by its cover uh, by the person who wrote it. So it's a cover song that they wrote. Is it this confusing? Yeah, it's, it's confusing me enough. So I'm just gonna tell you uh, the song "Do Ya," which most people know is an ELO song, Electric Light Orchestra, and they would be right to some extent because Jeff Lynne did in fact write that song back in 1971 when he was in the band The Move with Roy Wood and and some of his other friends. And so basically he recorded the song twice in both bands that he was in, and uh, ironically enough, Doja was the B-side to California Man. Hey, a lot of tie-ins here, so... Uh, so it's not going to sound much different from the ELO version. You'll definitely hear the differences if you're a big fan. I'm a big fan myself, so it's obvious to me. Uh, so here you go. Without further ado, this is the original version of Do Ya, still written by Jeff Lynne, but performed by The Move. Here you go.
All right, there you go. That was one of the greatest songs of all time, in my opinion. That was Do Ya, performed there by The Move, Jeff Lynn, Roy Wood, and company. Uh, I got that version off of the remaster of the Move album, Message from the Country. You can actually get like two versions of Do Ya on there. There's an alternate take, the original single version, which I just played for you there. It's been so many great covers of Do Ya. Uh, of course, Todd Rundgren, his cover from 1975 actually inspired Jeff to record uh, uh, ELO's version of Do Ya because uh, uh, a journalist asked him after uh, the band started performing uh, that song again in their set, he asked what what he thought of the Todd Rundgren original. <laughs> so that kind of sparked that whole thing. Uh, I, I know I have uh, Ace Frehley's version from 1989 on Trouble Walk, and that's a cool version, of course. I'm a big Ace fan. Uh, I've got a version of Matthew Sweet doing it, which is on the uh, the Conan O'Brien uh, sound uh, collection of performances from his show, like back in the early days. Uh, that's all I can think of right now. I know there's quite a few other cover versions of it, so go look them up. And uh, if there's one you really like, let me know. Turn me on to it. Maybe I haven't heard it. There's a good chance maybe I haven't. So, All right, moving on here. Uh, this next song is uh, from 1956, going back again to the 50s. Actually, have we done that yet on the show? It's been like 60s, the 30s. But let's hit 1956 here. A uh, band that was, I, I guess, kind of a regional one-hit wonder with this particular song. You know it more famously as a Blues Brothers cover. I know I do. Uh, but it made me want to go back and find the original because I'm like, if this version is weird enough, what must the original sound like? And I got kind of a, a big 10-inch record kind of shock, like, oh, this is great, man. Uh, I love stuff like this. So uh, this is one of those songs that always puts me in a good mood no matter what. If I'm having a, a shitty day like I did today, this is perfect for me to play. So here you go. 1956, this is The Chips and Rubber Biscuit. Do that again. Do 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 did you ever hear of a wish sandwich? Well, it's the kind of a sandwich that you're supposed to take two pieces of bread and wish you had some meat. Do 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 the other day, I ate a ricochet biscuit. Well, it's the kind of a biscuit that's supposed to bounce off the wall back in your mouth. If it don't bounce back, <laughs> you go hungry. Go, 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 go. The other day, I ate a cool water sandwich and a Sunday go to meat and bun. Go to the ball. Go, 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 go
cried, a hubbin' in a gun devil. Hmm, what you want for nothing? A rubber biscuit? Do, 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 boom. Gow, gow, All right, there you go. What do you want for nothing? Literally, because the show is free. So there you go. That was Rubber Biscuit. Buy the chips. Uh, maybe you haven't even heard the Blues Brothers version. You need to go check that one out, too. It's off of the briefcase full of blues record. Uh, super fun. I feel better already. So let's keep it on the uh, the soul tip here. And uh, for one more song here, uh going to play some. I haven't played this guy in a while, and I know he's not a fan of new media really anymore, but uh, hey. Why? Why not? I I just I just don't tag him on when I do the show, because I don't I don't want him to shut my show down. But I'm still a fan. I respect the hell out of him. Probably the greatest breathing guitarist on the planet right now. Neck and neck with Eddie Van Halen, maybe arguably. But uh, I would love to see that duel. If the world ever ends, that needs to happen. But I'm but I'm gonna play something here by Prince. Uh, maybe you don't know this. You you might even. Maybe, depending on what your age is, you may not be familiar with the song, period. But uh, I remember the song very well back in 1984 when I was uh, still very, very young. But I actually had the 45 of uh, Shaka Khan's version of I Feel For You. And not even arguably, uh, her version outshined Prince's original version by a mile. I mean, first of all, Prince never released the song as a single, so it never really had a chance. Uh, But when Shaka Khan covered it in 84... Not only was it a huge, massive chart hit, but uh, she won a Grammy for Best R&B Song that year. Uh, and she also has like a couple of ringers on there. Melly Mel, Stevie Wonder, they both play on the cover version. So it's it's a massively huge, uh, very important pop R&B song for the 80s. But just before the 80s, back in 1979, on Prince's very first debut album, just simply enough, called Prince. Uh, that album's pretty much only known for the one single that he released off of it, I Want to Be Your Lover, which is the only song that really makes any best ofs when he puts them out. And But this song creeps on there every now and then, I think. And, uh, you know, one thing, maybe you don't know this either about Prince, and like I said, I respect the hell out of him. This is a guy that, you know, he's always he's always been an enigma. Even, you know, even now, he does really weird, questionable things that make people scratch their heads. Back when he did the slave thing in the 90s, he was trying to talk about how the music industry was collapsing. And uh, boy, he called that one. Uh, but this is really interesting, I thought, just reading about him. Uh, I'm always reading about Prince. There's plenty to talk about. But uh, he, one of the first interviews you can find by him on, uh, you know, from TV was was him on American Bandstand. And he, he was being interviewed. He was being very shy in the interview, very uh, precocious and stuff like that. But he uh they they asked him you turned down like three or four different record labels like in a row when they came calling uh to sign him you know if you're like a kid trying to work his way up you know from like like a lower middle class area and you got record labels wanting to sign you you're turning them down the reason he turned them down is because they wouldn't let him produce his own records so he stuck to his principles and and it paid off so uh, Warner gave him the the deal he liked. They let him arrange and produce and all that stuff. You always saw that credit on the records, like written, arranged, produced, and performed by Prince. So uh, he's the man. What can you say? But uh, this is a uh, very very indicative of the times. 1979, very pop funk, 
Uh, very little rock, I'm not going to lie to you on this song, but uh, if you haven't heard the original, let me know what you think. Here you go. Without further ado, this is Prince from the year I was born, 1979, with the original version of I Feel For You. There you go. That was the mad genius himself, Prince, with the original version of I Feel For You. There you go. That was from 1979. Hope you enjoyed that. I I hope you're with me on the Prince stuff when I play it. I feel like I'm alone in that as far as my audience goes. So, you know, shoot me an email or message me on Facebook. Uh, Let me know what you think. Be honest. So, 
Alright, the next song here, we're going to go in a completely different direction here. I'm going to play a guy that I featured on my top ten favorite songwriters of all time. Now, this is a guy I could have done at least about half of an episode of this just on Tom Waits. Because here's a guy that can write a tune. So much so that people love to cover his songs when they, they can't write nearly as good. They could spend their whole lives trying to be as good of a writer as Tom Waits and they're just never going to be there. And uh, that would be me included if I ever uh, recorded anything. Yeah, it's been done a few times. Uh, the Eagles did it with Old 55. They outdid them. Ramones, I think even Ramones' version of I Don't Want to Grow Up was probably more famous than Tom Waits' version of I Don't Want to Grow Up. I don't even think that's arguable. Uh, the biggest outdoing of a Tom Waits song has to be, of course, Rod Stewart's version of Downtown Train. It was a top five single in America. And uh, the really, the cover is so much different from the original. I mean, uh, you know, you know, yeah, I like Rod. You know, I, you know, the stuff he puts out nowadays is terrible. But this was kind of the last gasp of Rod Stewart doing anything remotely credible, I think. So basically, the at the uh, dusk of the '80s, that's when Rod Stewart put out his version of Downtown Train. I know, I think Jeff Beck played on that track too. Uh, but back in 1985, the great Tom Waits recorded it originally on the album Rain Dogs, which uh, which features quite a few performances uh, and guest tracks by Keith Richards. Maybe some of you don't know that either, but uh, there you go. And uh, without further ado, this is the great Tom Waits doing Downtown Train. There you go. <laughs> Soul in the night time, yes. I climb to the window and down to the street. I'm shining like a new dime. The downtown trends of food for those Brooklyn girls that try so hard to break out of their little worlds. Now you wave your hand and the scatter like. Nothing that will ever capture your heart They're just thorns without the rose Be careful of them in the dark Oh, if I was one You chose to be your only one Oh, yeah. can't you hear me now? Can't you hear me now?
There you go. That that guy could could roll through the phone book and I would buy it. There you go. That was Tom Waits with Downtown Train. If Tom Waits is not in your life somehow, he needs to be. Like I said, that was off of the Rain Dogs album. If you don't want to hit a studio, a proper studio album right off, do what I did because uh if you if you remember Logan, he's been on the show quite a few times back in the record store days and I was merely just a customer and not a coworker. I was like, man, I'm thinking about getting into Tom Waits, and he go, and he goes, you know what? Maybe I ought to try the the Beautiful Maladies record because that that's a great 101. It'll get you where you need to start, and then you just go from there. And I think that was a great recommendation. So uh, if you don't have anything by Tom, maybe go with the Beautiful Maladies. It's the best of uh, the Island Years. That's more of his uh, gravelly stuff. If you want slightly more piano-based, uh, you know, early not nearly as raspy voice stuff. If that's your bag, then go get used songs. But uh, Beautiful Maladies is where I started, and I I, I did just fine. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, the last song I'm going to play here on the show tonight is a John Mellencamp song that got outdone cover-wise by Pat Benatar. Now, Pop Quiz, can you guess the name of the song? That's a toughie, isn't it? Anyway, but yeah, um, song is called I Need a Lover. I'm sure you're pretty familiar with Pat Benatar. So, yeah. But John Mellencamp wrote and recorded it first back in 1978 on his album and biography. I don't think uh, Mellencamp's darkened Rock Strikes 10 yet. So I think this might be his debut on Rock Strikes 10. Uh, but uh, I think it's great. This is a great rock and roll song to close out the show. If you think it's going to be wimpy, it's not. It's going to be... Uh, Big, big rock and roll song here. So check it out. Here you go. This is John Mellencamp, back when he was still John Cougar or whatever, with uh, I Need a Lover. Check it out. Turn this one up.
right, closing out part one, just properly here. That was John Cougar, or John Cougar Mellencamp, or John Mellencamp with I Need a Lover, the original version from the 1978 album called A Biography. There's also uh, quite a, a really good double-disc best of of his called Words and Music, and you can also get it on there as well. So either way, go check it out. That song is also as old as I am, from 1979. Uh, yeah, I love both versions of that. I probably should have given maybe like more of a ranking system on if I like the original better than the cover. But without swaying the vote, I'm going to leave that up to you. So you need to go a few places. Go to First, go to cnjradio.com, where uh, basically that's where you're going to find all the shows here that we put out through cnjradio.com. The flagship, the wrestling house show. Uh, Randy Brown's show, The Synaptic, a true alternative. I'll base my reputation on that, that he is a true alternative. Go listen to his show. It's completely different from Rock Strikes 10, but equally great because of it. Uh, my show, of course, here, The Rock Strikes 10. Uh, when you go on the page there, on the Rock Strikes 10 page, there's going to be some links on the about a little bit further down on your right. Links to the Facebook, the Twitter, and the email, which is joey at cnjradio.com. Feel free to send me an email through there or go on the Facebook and uh, let me know. Do you like these originals better or do you like the cover versions? What's the uh, scoring system you have here? I'd love to know if you are a regular listener of this show or if it's your first time, please get involved. Send me those. I will read them on the show. I guarantee it. So there you go. Check it out. Like I said, on the iTunes feed is also linked on the Rock Strikes 10 page. Please subscribe to it if you haven't already. Subscribe and leave a review. That is the thing you can do to help me out the most. Please. Not quite begging yet, but I'm getting close. So that's it for part one here. Join us on part two. Just a couple days. Just look for it on your feed. Let this one settle. Enjoy it. And I'll see you on the next one. Plenty of fun originals to check out next time around. Have fun. Yeah!